0: What is going on, Belugas? Welcome to the week six edition of the Beluga Bets Podcast 2023. Brought to you, as always, by Buffalo Sports Emporium for all your sports memorabilia needs. Head to the website, head to eBay, head to the in store locations in Buffalo. Do it however you want it. If you want some signed cards, signed posters, signed anything, head over there. That's our sponsor. Okay, into the podcast, guys. We can get right into it today. We're not in a rush. For once, It's it's nice to not be in a rush. I've been traveling a lot the last few weeks. I've had some crazy, crazy things been happening. Good things, bad things, mostly bad things in my opinion, but a few good things too. Um, But it's been a crazy year, guys. I think it's been a tough year for a lot of us, speaking personally, and just a lot of change happening this year. Tough economic year. Affects a lot of our jobs, I'm sure, and a lot of our job switches and job searches, but... um, I actually, instead of talking about gambling or whatever to start this podcast off, I wanted to give you a little, guys a little update, a little look into my life. I always like to. you know. I haven't done it the last few weeks. I've been closed off, some could say, but you know, I just needed to get to know you guys a little bit better, and then I could tell you a little bit more about myself. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm an open book for the most part, but um, what I wanted to talk about is a little quote I heard recently. You know, it's been a tough year, as I mentioned. It's been a tough gambling year for Beluga so far. Not an awful one. I think we are still, let me pull up our record here right now, folks. I can't believe I don't have this on hand. We're 11-8 and on the season. We're 1-3-1 and on locks. We had that push. I'm going to change that push to a win at some point over the season. You guys aren't going to notice, so keep that on the low if you do notice. Don't say anything, but we're just going to count that as a win because the Packers won the game, and, like, you guys probably took money line anyway, not minus one. Who takes minus one? Okay. Anyway, though, guys, enough of that. Um, it's, been, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough couple weeks for Beluga, too. I mean, we're 0-3 on locks, or 1-3, essentially, on locks in our last four, which is fucking beat. I, I do not need that to keep happening, but, um, but it's just been a battle, and I heard a little speech at my second job, my first job, uh, recently, from a guy who is also having a tough year, who I, I really respect now that I got to meet, and he was just basically talking about, you know, if you're if you're not happy now, and you're not happy when the success isn't isn't coming, you know, when are you going to be happy? And it's something that i always battled with because I'm a very results-oriented person with this podcast, with my life, with everything. I do not really like to be like, oh, moral victory. Oh, I'm working hard, but the results aren't coming. It'll come like, yay, let's be happy. But got me thinking, like, am I really just going to choose to be unhappy for certain parts of my life? And when the chips are down, like, am I going to choose to be unhappy? And I, I really had to reflect on that a little bit. So I know it doesn't directly tie to gambling or betting on football or betting on the NFL or being the goofball that I am you know, for you guys, or at least I try to be, I've been inconsistent with this you guys, I'm trying to step back on it, but I'm, 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 it's hard, it's hard. But, a lot of videos coming. But, um, I just wanted to share that with you guys, I think I'm learning more and more that happiness is truly a mindset, and you have to kind of open yourself up to being happy, it's something I'm still battling with, I still am very inclined to be negative, I assume the worst, I don't really, I absolutely hate losing, and I don't even really like winning, to be honest, I've said that to the people I know closely, like I don't celebrate winning enough. Um, even when my teams do it, I'm just kind of like, okay, that was supposed to happen. I think that's a way I look at my bets absolutely too. Like I barely ever celebrate my wins when I bet and I need to start doing that. Like like that's why we bet, right? I've been betting to not lose for I think a long time now and I need to bet to win. Like I wanna win. Like and that doesn't mean throw down a fucking hundred to win a thousand parlay instead of taking, you know, 50 to win 40 or something, or 25 to win 20, you know, student loans coming back in. So the unit is gonna be going way down, folks. Um, But seriously, I do mean it. I think we gotta, uh, something I encourage you guys to do is celebrate the wins, celebrate the small wins. It's something that I'm trying to do too, just in my life, and just try to let myself be happy, you know? Because when I am successful one day, hopefully, and when we're all living it up, and you guys and me are are rich because Beluga gets so hot, we just are are in our, our dream state, We're going to look back and be like, you know, I miss those OG Beluga days when when he gave us the Patriots as the lock and they lost by 30. You probably won't say that very much, but we'll miss the early days is my point. We're going to miss the journey, so we've got to learn to accept the journey a little bit. We've got to learn to enjoy it, and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to share that a little bit. We're five minutes in, not talking about football. It feels like we're back. This feels like a proper Beluga Bets podcast. Um, Another announcement. I am also in a committed relationship now. I cannot believe I'm saying that. Um, I did not think this was gonna happen for a lot of years, but um, things have changed. So that's where I'm at. I'm not really gonna add more to it right now because this isn't a personal podcast. This is not a lifestyle podcast, but I just wanted to get that ingrained in everyone's minds and see, is this gonna help the bets or is this gonna hurt the bets? And if it hurts the bets, you know, are we just gonna have to move on? Do I have a choice? Like if, if the bets hurt, and but like all the other parts of my life are better. Do I leave the bets behind? We all know we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Don't worry. But um, just something to take note of, something to keep stock, keep stock of. I don't think I'm saying that right. I think I mixed something up. Take stock of. I don't know. Um, I'm tired. It's late here, guys. But anyway, just wanted to get that out there. We needed. To, I needed to get that get that off my chest, guys. Um, because I am such a bro that it actually hurts me to admit that I have a girlfriend that's kind of sad um for someone who considers themselves to kind of be an adult but anyway let's uh let's talk about the slate we did not give out a pick for Thursday Night Football that game sucked I don't even care that I never told you guys what I even liked uh Broncos Chiefs it was plus 10 and a half what would I have given out probably the Broncos to be honest uh I don't like the Chiefs when they're big favorites especially in a divisional spot um, the Broncos ended up almost covering, and then the Chiefs kicked a last field goal to make it an 11-point game, I think. So Vegas was pretty spot on there, and the Chiefs end up covering. Um, but who cares? That game fucking sucks. I mean, who, who would ever in their right mind want to bet on that piece of shit game? Um, okay. Anyway, I didn't watch the second either. I'm watching the MLB playoffs right now. I'm a Phillies fan, so go Phillies. If you want to bet on them to win the World Series like me, um, your bet's looking pretty good right now, but their odds aren't great anymore, so... I would just play it by ear and see how it goes, and have your fun with it if you want. Anyway, let's talk about football. Let's talk about NFL football. Let's talk about gambling on NFL football. Starting off on the one o'clock slate. Oh, we got to talk about last week too, guys. I tried to skip it, but I'm gonna be honest. We got to go over it as much as it pains me. I'm talking like we got 0-4 swept. Like it wasn't that bad. It was 2-2, and and we missed the lock. Which we got to stop doing that. We got to stop missing locks, first of all. It's a fucking travesty, and I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm over it. Quite frankly, um, and we got to figure it out. We just got to get our heads out of our asses and like start betting better and start hitting those picks and start having three and one weeks and three and zero weeks and two and one weeks and and just trying to get back on track and be consistent. We have a good record. Like we're still eleven and eight. Like eleven and eight is solid. Like that's not bad at all. But uh, we just got to figure it out a little bit more. We haven't had a good week since I think week two, where we went three and one, I believe. So. Yeah, we're going to try to step on it. We're going to try to figure it out. Um, we'll see what happens. But let's just jump right into the slate this week. Let's. I'm trying to think less. Bet to win, not bet to lose. Or bet to not lose. Sorry. I'm obviously not betting to lose. What am I, a dork? Um, okay. Anyway, Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans is our first game. The Tennessee Titans at home, plus four points. Vegas is telling us the Ravens are seven points better than the Tennessee Titans, which I think is pretty appropriate I was given Tennessee some respect last week when they had Indianapolis, and I was kind of like, "Hmm, they might win that game. They might be decent, but they're not. They they played really bad." Indianapolis now with Minshew after the AR injury, RIP my fantasy teams. Um, but let's enough Indianapolis talk. Tennessee, I think, is pretty bad. They can win games against teams that are dysfunctional or teams that are out of out of shape um the Ravens last week obviously dropped the Steelers we we should have just taken that and bit it it was a great Vegas play and it ends up hitting late in the game but the Ravens dropped that game because of the drops I mean set a record it felt like for drops it, they were horrible all in the end zone pretty much and some down the field it's just like help Lamar out Lamar is Lamar is fucking good but the supporting cast that I believed was going to be Lamar's best supporting cast ever didn't perform like it Anyway, folks, in this game, we do have a Ravens team that I think is reeling a bit. I think they're getting healthier. Marlon Humphrey's back. He got kind of toasted last week, if I remember properly, but that was George Pickens just kind of doing the business to him, and George Pickens can do that to pretty much anyone. Um, But I like the Ravens here. I like a minus four on the road. The Titans could get this. This is still kind of a rivalry game. These two teams really did not like each other two or three years ago. Since then, the Titans have fallen off, and the Ravens do look a lot different. But I think that's that's an interesting factor as well. But the Ravens did get the best of the Titans last time they played in the playoffs. And I think they get the best of them this time. Minus four is probably too big for me to put on the card. But it's a game I'd absolutely consider and take a look at. So um, Ravens minus four is going to be my lean there. But it is not going to go on the card, I believe. Okay, moving on to the Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, a game I won't be betting on or watching. Much, hopefully if Scott Hansen obliges uh, I don't need to see this game I the panthers are horrible they're really really bad um this is one of those where you're like okay worst team in the league versus maybe the best team in the league like and just because of that I'm gonna take the Panthers plus 13 and a half like I don't know if you guys remember I think it was two years ago the Jaguars when they were awful awful and they had urban played the bills um, in Jacksonville but the bills were minus 13 on the road the bills were having one of their great years that they've had recently and the Jaguars straight up beat them Like, I think the final score was, like, 17 to 13 or 17 to 14 or something. Like, it was very low scoring. It was weird. And it was like, holy shit, the worst team in the league just beat the best team in the league. Um, I'm not saying the Panthers are going to go to Miami and win. I don't believe that. It's more likely that the Dolphins blow them out. The Dolphins are playing a different brand of football than the rest of the league right now. Mike McDaniel, I'm also going to give out at plus 400 to win coach of the year Um, right now. I would absolutely bet that. I wouldn't bet too, too much on it, but plus 400 is good value. Maybe throw... You know, just a unit on it, and just a unit on it to win four units. I think it's a really good bet. It's going to be him or, or Dan Campbell, I believe, just because those are two guys that haven't won it. They're two popular guys, have strong storylines going for them. But I think we can't overlook the scheme that Mike McDaniel has thrown down this year to make Tua Tagovailoa the MVP favorite through five weeks. That's outrageous. Tua, MVP favorite, a guy that can't really move that much in the NFL, in the modern NFL, where movement is so key. He's been set up so well that he's looking like the MVP. And I know what you're gonna say. Shanahan's doing the same thing with Brock Purdy, and we'll get to Brock Purdy. But um, Shanahan's already been popular. He's already won. I, I don't know if he's won Coach of the Year, but the Niners are so good that like usually when the team is like expected to be really good, that coach doesn't win Coach of the Year. It's a coach that elevates a team that like you're not sure about or kind of like comes in looking decent and then plays amazing. That's usually Coach of the Year. Um, So Dan Campbell could definitely get it. He's the favorite right now, but I'll take Mike McDaniel plus 400. Anyway, as I mentioned, Panthers plus 13.5 is my lean in that game. Nothing special going on there. Moving on to the next game on the slate, we have the Seattle Seahawks heading to Cincinnati to play the Cincinnati Bengals. This is actually a really good game. I'm intrigued by this matchup. I think the Seahawks are coming off a bye week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Seahawks have looked pretty good. Devin Witherspoon... Uh, played amazing on Monday night against the Giants a couple weeks ago. I think that's the, maybe the last game they played. This is like forever ago. Um, so they're coming off extra rest. The Bengals are starting to find their mojo a little bit. Found it in Arizona. That game was a little close for a lot of the time, but they closed it out. Jamar Chase obviously went nuclear, and DK Metcalf was quoted this week saying, uh, "I think Witherspoon will take take care of him." Which, what like if I'm Devin Witherspoon and my re- wide receiver's big mouth. Decides to say, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll be able to cover one of the best receivers in the NFL. What are you doing, dude? Why are you setting me up for failure? I did not ask you to light a fire under his ass. He had 200 yards and three touchdowns last game, Jamar Chase did. And now you're going to go out and chirp him and say, I, a rookie, can just lock him down? Why are you putting these expectations on me? I mean, that's outrageous. I would be infuriated. (laughs) I mean, that's just insane. Um, So, yeah, I don't want to really put this game on my card, guys. I can't trust the Bengals. Uh, I, I just can't. That's the way I'm going to lean here, though. I think the Seahawks are due for a little bit of a pullback. The Bengals are still playing pretty desperate. Not sure how much faith I have in Joe Burrow or the roster in general. I didn't know Lyle Collins got cut. That's insane to me. I really thought he was going to be a smash hit as an athletic tackle on the Bengals when he was signed from the Cowboys, but like that, that shows that their line just still has some major issues. Um, so I'll lean towards the Bengals there, but it's, it's not a game that jumps out to me. It's not a game that my gut screams at me to bet on, so it's not on the card. Moving on to another interesting matchup, and one that I actually was thinking about betting before I heard the news that the quarterback of one of the teams was out. We've got the Niners at the Browns. Deshaun Watson looks like he's still not going to play, which is kind of outrageous. Like I don't remember a moment where he got injured and it was going to be like, oh, this guy's going to be out for a while, but he missed last game, obviously. DTR came in. I think it'll be someone different this game who's actually a little bit better. But um, either way, they're plus 10 at home against the 49ers. I will give it to the Browns. The Browns' defense is filthy, and I think they're the most slept-on unit in the NFL right now. They have two of the three, I think, highest-graded defensive games by a team this year, one of them being a loss to the Steelers, and the other one, I believe, being week one. I forget who they – oh, they played the Bengals week one, and they shut down the Bengals. Um, So the Browns have a really good defense. Like, if Watson was able to figure it out, and get some of that old magic back, they would be an absolutely dangerous team. Without Nick Chubb, they're not very dangerous on offense, um, and especially without Watson, they are anemic on offense, especially against the Niners defense that swarms the ball, and it, it is pretty damn solid. So in that game, Niners minus 10, uh, I'll still take the Browns off the rest, plus 10. It's just like the Niners make too much sense to me. So I'll take the Browns plus 10 at home. I don't even know who's playing quarterback, but that's obviously not going to be a game I put on my card. I don't like big spreads like that. So I am good. I'm going to pass. Next game, New Orleans Saints visiting Houston to play the Texans. Texans have been playing better as of recent. CJ Stroud probably is pretty solid. They lose on a last-second field goal to the Falcons last week. But the Falcons at home have been playing pretty well, so I'm not going to ding them too hard for that. Um, I think the week that you were supposed to hop on the Texans – might have been a week or two ago, and now I think they're kind of in a downward curve still. Can they win this game? Absolutely. I think the Saints aren't very good, but I could see the Saints just having one of those midseason win streaks where everyone's kind of just saying, yeah, that wasn't that impressive, but okay. Yeah, they slid by that team. Yeah, the Patriots are really bad. Like, I think the Saints are going to rattle off a few wins. And then we're going to look back at the end of the year when they dropped four of their last five and say, oh, yeah, they suck. Like, they just played a ton of awful teams that made mistakes. Um, but in this game, as much shit as I want to talk about the Saints after they screwed me. not They didn't screw me. They just pounded me on my lock last week against the Patriots. Um, I'm going to take them here, minus one and a half. I think the Texans are on a little bit of a downslope after a little early season high from C.J. Stroud. So we'll see how the game goes. But um, I'm going to lean towards the Saints. Next game, Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars coming off a big couple of wins in London, coming back home, flying high. Uh, they are a little, probably a little, you know, tired. I know the London travel and, and all that is it takes its toll. They're probably adjusting their sleep schedules back onto American time. Standard Eastern, it is not that different from London. I think it's just five hours, but either way, that is a factor. Um, the Colts are plus four on the road with Gardner Minshew starting My opinion on Gardner Minshew, I thought he was pretty good, and then he played with my Eagles last year, and he was really bad in two of the games that he played in. He was good against the Cowboys, and then he was just awful against the Saints, and I forget the other team that we played that he also lost to. Um, But, yeah, no, just not not very good. Not very impressive stuff from Gardner Minshew last year, and I don't know if he's really that good. Um, So my gut immediately told me with this game to take the Jags minus the four. I still don't know if it's gonna be a card game because my gut isn't too strong about that one and the money is sharper on the Colts. It's 39% of the bets, 65% of the handle on the Colts. So I don't like fading that side and I don't like the minus four that much. But the fact that Vegas only has the Jags as one point better than the Colts is a little interesting to me for sure. Anyway, next game. We have the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Vikings minus three on the road. So the Bears are, you know, six points worse than the Vikings, according to Vegas's metrics. I, um, My take with the Vikings is set, blow it up now. Like, why is Kirk Cousins still on the team? You guys aren't going to compete this year. You were never going to. Even if you slid into the playoffs again, you're just going to get beat down by the Niners or the Cowboys or the Eagles. And I say the Cowboys, even with them getting killed, a couple weeks ago. We know what that team can do against a bad team. We saw them play the Vikings last year. They would kill the fucking Vikings. The Eagles would kill the Vikings. We know the Niners would kill the Vikings. Like The Vikings just don't have a chance. S- trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets, who are probably delusional enough to think that they should go for it this year. Let them let them convince themselves of that. Trade Harrison Smith. Trade all the young talent, all the expiring contracts. Maybe keep, keep Daniil Hunter, who's nasty, and go for a quarterback. What are we doing, Minnesota? I mean, go find your guy you've never had. It's, he's going to be there. You could get Drake May if you lose enough games. Drake May is going to be great, I think. But I don't know. I had to do that quick Minnesota rant. I don't know why Kirk Cousins is still on the team today. If the GM is serious about winning in the long term and the owner is serious about his franchise, Kirk Cousins is on a plane today. He should have been on a plane last week. It's ridiculous. Um, But now you're going to win a game against the Bears, and you're going to be like, okay, maybe we shouldn't tank. Maybe we should go for it. How stupid is that? But whatever. I'm not a fan. I'm not going to get worked up. Um, So Vikings at Bears. Vikings minus three. Bears plus three. Bears coming off that monster, that monster Thursday night performance. Uh, Can they carry it over? Who knows? I think they're going to carry over some of the field's running stuff and, and get the offense moving a little more. I wouldn't be shocked at that at all. Um, the defense also played all right against the, against the Commanders a week ago. Don't know how it's going to look against Kirk Cousins. Vikings also are without Justin Jefferson, so they really don't have much talent on offense, come to think of it. Like K.J. Osborne and and a, a guy, a questionable Jordan Addison, is that going to be enough to move the ball a lot? Like I, I'm not sure. I don't like Alexander Madison at running back. Um, I don't have a strong feeling about this game. I'm looking at the total, and I wanted to go over just because I didn't think the Chicago defense was very good. And I think Kirk Cousins is ice him up, and I think the Bears' offense is going to move the ball more than usual. But uh, I don't really like that. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I'm thinking about what to go go with here, folks. I, I'm really not a fan uh, of any of these lines here. If I had to lean one way in this game. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. I'm not going to bank on Chicago, though, to win two games in a row. I'll go with the Vikes minus the three. Um, But, yeah, that's not on the card either. We don't have a game on the card yet, I don't think. The closest one is either the Ravens or the Jags, who are both minus four, and I don't like those that much. Um, So, yeah. But, anyway, next game on the slate is going to be the Commanders at the Falcons. Falcons are minus two and a half at home. Which is pretty interesting. Vegas is saying that the Commanders are a half point better than the Falcons, which the Commanders just lost to the Bears. So that's definitely interesting. Um, the Falcons still haven't lost at home this year. Desmond Ritter still hasn't lost a home game in his life. Is the, this matchup one that Arthur Smith can control and where he can just move the ball and run the clock? Not entirely sure, once again. I'm not sure if this is going to be one of those Falcons games where they win. I'm sure this one's going to be close. Um, But I don't know. I had the Falcons last week, and they did cover for me. I I don't know if they can do it again here. The Commanders are reeling off a loss and some extra rests. And Desmond Ritter's due to finally lose one of those home games. But that being said, I'll still lean towards the Falcons minus 2.5. I'm not going to bet against them. I'm not going to bet on the Commanders. I'm not in the mood to do that. I finally do have a game that I would like to place some money on though, folks. And it is the New England Patriots visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, I want you, if you don't know the spread yet, I want you to guess the spread. Guess the spread in your head right now. So throw something out, out loud. You probably know it because you're a degenerate. You're listening to this podcast. If you don't just guess, the Raiders are at home so the standard, if the Raiders and the Patriots were even in Vegas's book, the Raiders would be minus three. I'll tell you what the spread is. The spread is minus three. The the Vegas is telling us yeah, we watched the Patriots last two weeks, and they're just as good as the Raiders. That's what Vegas is honestly telling us. After the Raiders just beat a Packers team that hasn't looked bad this year. I mean, they look bad now because of that game, but they hadn't looked bad before that. That's asinine. That's, it's an insane line. Insane line. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The Patriots plus three on the road in Las Vegas across the country. And I'm taking the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots, folks. The Patriots is going to be the lock of the week. I uh I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm doing it two weeks in a row. I'm breaking all the rules, but the, my gut's bringing me right to it, guys. The sharp money's on it. It doesn't make sense. Vegas is begging you to take the Raiders, and I'm not doing it. It's not happening. Give me the Patriots plus three on the road. Two blowout losses. Belichick. Get some fired up, Get some result out of those guys. That was a bad game script for them last game. I don't know what happened. And that offense can maybe get going in a dome a little bit, maybe run the ball. They'll be able to stop Josh Jacobs, I believe, and uh, just generally out-coach Josh McDaniels, who's such a loser. Um, so I'll take the plus three. I, I can't believe I'm doing it, but I am. Um, next game, Eagles at New York Jets. Eagles are minus seven on the road. Uh, 10 points better than the Jets. I think it's accurate. I think Zach Wilson starting a game against the Eagles front is something that should be very scary for Zach Wilson. Um, I'm going to check the Eagles injury report right now. I know Jalen Carter might've missed practice today, which is, you know, a a big deal because he's one of the Eagles best defensive players pretty much already. Um, But yeah, yeah. Jalen Carter did not play, which is interesting. Um, So we'll see what his game status is. We'll monitor it Friday. But I do think that the Eagles are just absolutely going to be the play here. We might throw our first teaser down of the year and throw the Eagles in there, just the Eagles' money line with something, essentially. Um, I think that could be just a good move. But I think the Eagles' roll here, I don't think Zach Wilson's going to be able to move the ball on, on the defense. I think the defense is good enough. They played really well last week against the Rams, held the Rams to 14. I think that's a great showing. And against the, the Jets, you know, just a short bus ride over to MetLife. I mean, who says they can not put up an amazing performance? I mean, it should be outstanding from the defense, and the offense should pick up where they left off last game, looked pretty good, and should just be able to move the ball in the Jets. I think the Jets have some good players on defense, obviously, but they should be able to put up you know, high 20s, low 30s in points, and I don't think the Jets nearly come close to that. So we might just go with the Eagles spread, minus 7. We might tease it down to .5 with another game. But either way, I do really like it. So that is... Something that's on my radar, and I'm going to put that down as a card pick. Moving on, the Detroit Lions visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a bye week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are plus three at home. This is an interesting one for me, folks. It's obviously another Vegasy line, but Vegas is admitting that the Lions are six points better than the Bucks. Now, can the Lions go down to Tampa and handle business? I think they can. I actually have a lot of faith in them. I really like the Lions minus three. It's another game I'm interested in putting on my card um, because they're a solid team. They have good mojo going. Like, they feel good about themselves. The Bucks also have played solid, but they haven't really played anyone, and when they have, the Eagles, they look kind of silly, and the Eagles didn't even play that well that game. Like, I don't, I don't buy the Bucks still. So I like the Lions. I like them going down to Tampa. It's not a massive, long flight. It's an outdoor stadium compared to the Dome. I don't care. They'll be fine. Um, I trust the Lions in that spot. I trust Jared Goff in that spot. He gets Amon Ross St. Brown back. He gets Jimmy or Gibbs back. The offense is clicking. The Bucks are due for a loss. Um, the Bucks are not going to move to 4-1 and one with a win over the Lions. I just don't see that happening. So Lions might as three might might damn well be on the card. I mean, and it's a pleb pick. It's not a sharp pick. But uh, I don't know what to tell you guys. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Moving on, we have the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams minus seven at home. Um, This one is pretty standard line. Uh, Rams only being four points better than the Cardinals is a little surprising, but their offense has been playing really well. The Cardinals for the first few weeks of the season, Josh Jobs looks good. The play caller is crushing it over there in Arizona. I don't remember his name right now. Um, But, yeah, he's been doing a great job. I don't really have any thoughts on this game. I think the Rams should pretty much take care of business. Aaron Donald should get back into the rhythm after playing the Eagles, who tend to shut him down for the most part. Did not have a big week last week. Hasn't had a massive start to the season like he has in years past. This might be his final season. I know he mentioned retiring after the Super Bowl and then ended up coming back last year or the year before, whatever it was. Um, but I know he's, he's getting ready to be done, and he's, he's won all the awards you can win. He's done everything you can do. He's won a Super Bowl. He's kind of out of gas. The defense does not have much juice, especially without Jalen Ramsey. Cardinals should be able to put up some points. Um, but they do have Cooper Cup back, and they're going to be able to put up points too. I don't have a play here. I'm not going to fade the Cardinals minus seven, uh, especially when they didn't cover last week. Um, so I'm not really going to touch this game. If I had to lean one way, I'll lean towards the Cardinals plus seven because the offense is clicking, and I think it will continue to click, and I think they can maybe keep it close. Who knows? Next game. The New York Giants at the Buffalo Bills. Bills are minus fourteen and a half. That's a lot of points, folks. I think I saw rain in the forecast for this game, with could which could change things. I'm gonna look up if Andrew Thomas and Andrew Thomas alone is playing because I think that changes the Giants' whole dynamic. Um, I I'm I'm seeing here Andrew Thomas. I, I think he's not gonna play again. Yeah, he won't. He didn't practice Wednesday, so yeah, he's not gonna play again. Uh, the Giants just have no hope at this point. I, I might just have to say the Bills are going to blow them out because, like, how the hell have they proved that any at all different? Um, it's not a divisional game. The Giants are demoralized. They just had to go down to Miami. Now they have to go to Buffalo. Like, that's just no fun. Um, and the Bills are coming off a loss, too, in London. They lost a lot of players, too, the Bills did in London, but not enough to really be concerned against a, a poor, poor Giants offense. I mean, I think Daniel Jones has, like, two touchdowns this year. So... Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, I'll go Bills minus 14.5 um, as my lean. I'm not putting it on the card, though, so don't worry about it. I am not going to watch that game. It's in primetime Sunday night. I don't even really like Sunday night football to begin with. I'm not going to watch that game. I'll be honest, guys. I don't like football that much. Okay, moving on to the last game of the week, Monday Night Football. It is a great matchup. We've got the Dallas Cowboys heading to L.A. to play the Chargers coming off the bye. It's a very interesting game, very interesting spot. The Cowboys 3-2. and two, They've only really beat really bad teams in the Jets, obviously without Rodgers. Um, they beat the Giants in primetime, who are awful. And they smoked the Patriots, who look awful even though we're backing them this week. Um, so the people are asking the Cowboys, do they suck, especially after getting blown out by the Niners? The Niners are clicking right now. They're peaking too early which is classic Niners. Actually, no, it's not. They usually peak pretty late, but I'm glad to see they're peaking early this year. Um, and then the Chargers on the other side, coming off their first win of the season, they're 1-3. They're still hungry. Like They're still going to be playing desperate, um, and they're getting two points at home, even though it's not really going to be a home field advantage. It's probably going to be 50-50 at the least with Dallas fans flowing into L.A. But, um, yeah, I'll lean towards L.A. in this spot. It's a Kellen Moore revenge game. Cowboys offense still doesn't look good. It, it still just isn't there. They're, they miss their coordinator, who they're going to be playing against in this game. I think the Chargers are going to roll on offense for the most part. Um, the Cowboys defense is pretty good, but it's very beatable. The Niners showed that, and I think the Cowboys overall this year, man, it is just not not the year that a lot of people thought it might be with the NFC East. You know, swinging back and forth so much over the years, like it tends to do looking like that's not going to happen this year so i'll lean towards the chargers plus two but i'm really not sure what's going to happen in this one um it's not one that i'm going to have on the card but it is a great game so i think i'm going to watch it i'm probably going to throw some money down on it i don't know which way i'm going to go yet i don't feel strongly about that pick so do not tail me there in review there are only three games i have circled here and they're all i believe at the four o'clock slate let me check which is outrageous because I, I hate the 4 o'clock slate usually. Like, the 1 o'clock slate's the best. It's it's so fun. It's like every game's happening ever. It's like this is mayhem, and it's amazing. 4 o'clock slate, not as fun. It's a little quieter. It's like getting towards Sunday scary season. That's no fun. Um, but, yeah, two – it looks like two of the three games I have are circled. Where are the Patriots? I don't know where they are. Um – I don't, okay. I don't know, I don't know why I don't have that. Let me look up Patriots, it's West Coast. It's probably gonna be a four o'clock start, right? Patriots, hang on, Patriots Raiders. Um, yeah, 1 0, 1.05 p.m., so four, four o'clock start Eastern Time. Yeah, it's gonna be a four o'clock game. All of our games we like right now are four o'clock. Um, I'm gonna finalize this late when I can. Uh, The Patriots plus three are probably going to be on there. They're probably going to be the lock. I think the Lions minus three are going to be on there as well. They're the better team. I think they're going to move and win another game. They're going to go to four and one. Good for them. I didn't see that coming, but hey, credit to the Lions. And the Eagles in some variation are going to be on there as well. I think I'm going to try to tease them with another team. I just need to find a running mate to do that with, and I don't see one that appeals to me too, too much right now. So we just might take them. Straight up at the minus seven as well against Zach Wilson. It just feels too easy, guys, to do that. Um, and we'll take a look, a longer look, at the Jaguars minus four as well as the Ravens minus four, four two, but not sure about those as well. Um, so we'll see. We're skeptical on those, but if my gut pulls me anywhere, I'll let you guys know. That is is looking like the podcast, though, and looking like the picks this week. We've got three games that we're interested in, and we might just keep it slim. We might just keep it at three this week or maybe even two. Who knows? Nah, probably three. I can't just go with two picks. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. That was a little longer than usual, almost 35 minutes. I am tired, so I'm gonna get ready for some sleep. I believe, but love you guys as always for listening. Hope you enjoyed the little message. Hope you enjoyed the life update. But I don't have anything else for you guys today. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out of gas. So I'll uh, I'll leave it up and and let's get back on track this weekend. Let's go positive. I want three. I'm gonna have three games on the card. Let's go at least two and one and hit that lock. We want to hit that lock so bad. Go Patriots, baby. I can't believe I just said that. That's so gross. Smell you guys.